welcome to today's home. I'm Diane Plessett, certified master kitchen bath designer and aging in place specialist, here to talk about anything and everything that affects your home and lifestyle. Today's program is about building and remodeling horror stories. Let's get started. Today I'm going to be talking about horror stories. No, not the kind you hear around a campfire. These are going to be building and remodeling horror stories. Things that I've experienced and things that I've heard about and read about that could have been avoided. That's the really sad thing about building and remodeling horror stories. They could have been avoided. The very first one that I experienced was when I was working with a custom cabinet and remodeling company in the Bay Area. We had clients who had remodeled a kitchen and five bathrooms, and every one of those rooms in the project had gotten fouled up by the previous contractor. They were really nervous. I understood. Unfortunately, my boss didn't. One day when I walked into the cabinet manufacturing area, I overheard the boss and the employees making fun of the homeowner's heritage. That put a bad taste in my mouth. Here he was taking money from them, and he was providing a good quality product, but there wasn't anything behind the service. Another horror story that I experienced while working with this same company was when we were going through a slow time. We had clients in Half Moon Bay who were remodeling a master bathroom. They were really excited about it because they'd been saving for years to get the bathroom of their dreams. One of the things that they selected was a very heavily textured vinyl wall covering. My boss sent employees who normally build cabinets to hang the wallpaper. He didn't want to pay to have the wallpaper hung by a professional. So the employees set forth to hang the wallpaper. The husband worked the swing shift at the San Francisco airport and normally got home between 1 and 2 o'clock in the morning. He went into the bathroom to see what had been done that day, and he sat on the toilet until 6 o'clock in the morning when he finally called me. He was on the verge of yelling at me. What happened? The employees who hung the wallpaper assumed that the wallpaper was pre-pasted. So they put the rolls into the tray, filled the tray with water, and proceeded to hang the wallpaper. The only thing that was holding the wallpaper on the wall was the heavy texture. And as the water evaporated, each sheet of wallpaper would slide down the wall, slithering like a snake. When I got the call from the homeowner, I threw on clothes. It only took me about 20 minutes to get over the hill to the coast from San Carlos. Normally, it would be a 30 to 40 minute drive. I was flying, and it's a good thing it was so early in the morning. There were stacks of wallpaper around the perimeter of the room that should have been on the wall. What happened? My boss ended up having to do the right thing, what he should have done in the very beginning. He replaced the wallpaper, and he hired a professional wallpaper hanger to do the job. The next problem I encountered was right after I left and opened up DP Design. 
I had wonderful clients who had a lot of money, and they had a big budget for a fancy kitchen. They demanded to hire an electrician they knew. They hired a contractor they knew, but the contractor and the electrician didn't know each other, and the communication between them was lousy. I got a call from the contractor early one morning. I think it was right around the holidays. Now, it's not supposed to be raining in the Bay Area, right? Well, it rained. It poured, and the holes that the electrician had drilled for the new wires allowed water to pour into the kitchen all over the brand new cabinets. Oh, the contractor was livid. Now, why didn't he call the electrician? No, he didn't want to talk to the electrician. He wanted me to call the homeowners who would call the electrician and tell the electrician what the problem was. This was my first experience with poor communication that can set up major problems in a remodeling project. My husband and I have made lots of mistakes over the years. We are sort of DIYers. We understand that, yes, it takes longer to do the work that a professional would normally do, but you can save money if you are qualified to do the work. Fortunately, Jay is really good at electrical, spraying lacquer and paint, and setting tile. So over the years, he saved us a bundle of money by doing these tasks. The one thing, though, that we are neither of us professional at is refinishing floors. And that became evident. When we were in our first house, we were fortunate to have all wood floors. So we decided to refinish the floor in the den that was going to become our formal dining room. Well, Jay was working on Saturday, and he had pre-sanded the perimeter of the room. And I thought, hey, this is a piece of cake. I'll just get out this big drum sander and finish the floor for him. Well, I didn't know that the plate that holds the sandpaper on has to be put on the drum in a certain way, and I didn't do it. So as I was rolling the sander over the floor, I was noticing big chunks of flooring being spewed out by the sander, and I was crying. I was really upset with myself. I called Jay and told him about the mess I'd made. He came home when he could and decided that the only way to resolve this was to have a parquet floor extended from the entry hall into the new dining room. The next problem we had with refinishing floors was in my office. We thought we had the perfect system. We sanded the floors, and yes, we didn't make the same mistake as we had made in the dining room. But when it came time to apply the urethane, we came up with the idea that I would be on my knees on the floor with a big wide brush, and Jay would stand behind me and pour pools of urethane that I would then spread. Great idea, right? But what we didn't realize is that the woolly socks that Jay was wearing were going to be spreading fuzz all over the floor. And we ended up with a fuzzy floor that we had to re-sand and refinish. That time, Jay was barefoot. The next time we had a DIY disaster was in our last house in the Bay Area. We were remodeling our own bathroom we always hire a general contractor who has the subs and the resources to help us. 
We were setting our own tile. Jay started by putting the Duroc on the bathroom walls. He hit the water pipe. I had to make a mad dash outside to turn off the water so we could repair the pipe. This can happen to anybody. It can happen to a professional. I don't know how many professional tile setters make this same mistake. But for us, it was really an opportunity to learn. You have to pay attention and you have to learn about something before you start doing it. I had clients in Menlo Park, California, who wanted to convert a bedroom that was adjacent to their master bedroom to a sitting room. No problem. The husband either bought or borrowed a sledgehammer and started taking out the wall. He heard creak, groan, creak, groan. He realized that he was taking out a bearing wall. So all the studs that he had just taken out had to go back really fast. When I saw the project, it was still bare studs. He hadn't done anything about replacing the drywall. We asked a structural engineer to get involved in the project, and the structural engineer came up with a plan whereby they could get a really nice wide doorway and still have structural stability to support the ceiling and the roof. A friend of ours was saving money on rent on his Polk Street apartment by helping the owner of the building do maintenance and repairs. He was refinishing the floors in the entry hall. If you're not familiar with old Victorian homes, when you enter, there's a small hallway, entry hallway, and then there's a long hallway to one side, and adjacent to the long hallway, there's a stairway that goes up to the second floor. One beautiful feature about old Victorian homes is the wainscoting and the heavy moldings that adorn the entire home. So he was in the process of sanding these floors. He got just so far, and the sander stopped working. He checked it out. Everything seemed to be fine with the sander. And then it dawned on him that, yes, it's an old building. He probably blew a fuse. So he went down to the basement, and sure enough, he found the fuse that he had blown. He replaced it, and immediately, guess what he heard? The sander started up, and it was bouncing off the walls and tearing up the floor. He dashed back upstairs and turned the machine off. He had forgotten to turn the machine off before he went to the basement. The sander had created a disaster. All of the walls, the beautiful wainscoting and heavy moldings were chewed up. And of course, the floor had to be re-sanded several times so it was smooth. How many times has this happened to all of us? We do something and it blows a fuse or we get distracted. It's easy to forget to turn off equipment when we are distracted. The major problems that I've experienced over the past 35 years in remodeling could have been avoided if only the homeowners had some knowledge of what the project was going to require. The time frame, the budget, these are things that really can cause problems if people don't know about them. 
after years of listening to and reading about horror stories, I decided to start teaching a class for homeowners and had regular classes one hour a week for eight weeks or eight concentrated hours on a Saturday to help homeowners understand what they were getting into and help them prepare for what they were getting into. The response to these classes was phenomenal, and it ultimately led to my book, The Survival Guide Home Remodeling. It took five years to write the book, and when it was published, my former assistant submitted it to competition for new books on the market. I'm grateful to her. I'm really proud to say that The Survival Guide Home Remodeling won the Pinnacle Award for Best How-To Book when it was published. We decided a couple of months ago to sell the book for a lower rate than what Amazon was selling it for. And we're selling my book, The Survival Guide Home Remodeling, through my website at a fantastically reduced price. That includes free shipping. You can get information about how to order my book on my website, www.dp-design.com. There's a drop-down under the About that says Store. All you do is click on that, and it will walk you through ordering the book. We'll put the book in the mail the very next business day. And I love what I do. I've had the pleasure of helping so many people on a one-on-one basis in the past 35 years. And I plan to continue doing it. But I realize that I'm limited. So the best way for me to help people is through my website, these podcasts, my book, my blogs, my articles. I'm here to help homeowners. This is what drives me. This is what gives me the greatest satisfaction, helping homeowners survive and thrive through the building or remodeling process. I'm here to help you. Thank you for listening to Today's Home. A new blog and podcast is uploaded every week to provide inspired ideas for your home and lifestyle. Next week, we're going to talk about kitchen detail ideas. Tell your family and friends about us and visit our website, www.dp-design.com, where you can download podcasts of previous programs and get a list of upcoming programs. Follow us on social media and recommend today's home to your family, friends, and business associates. This is Diane Plessett, your host of Today's Home. Enjoy the coming week.